A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have a crazy story of kids getting into a fight and the entitled parents involved. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, estate sale attempted theft. So, I like going to estate sales when I have some free time. I'm at an estate sale that had other people also shopping, but it wasn't particularly crowded. So, a girl about 15 or 16 years old was following me around the various rooms pretty closely, which was a bit weird because the house wasn't that crowded. If I stopped to look at something or pick something up, as soon as I moved a little bit, she would look at or pick up the same item. A little odd, but nothing too strange. So, I stopped to pick up a vintage purse but my own purse kept slipping off my shoulder because the shirt I was wearing had a slick texture, so I took my purse off my shoulder and set it down directly in front of me on a chest of drawers. The girl reaches in front of me, so close she knocked into my arm and grabs it. I immediately grabbed the strap, but she didn't let go. We then engaged in a slight tug of war because, hello, I'm not letting my purse get stolen. The girl's mother, who had been shopping also, but not staying particularly close to either of us, begins loudly stating that her daughter picked up the purse first and, under the rules of estate sales, that means her daughter gets first dibs on it and for me to let go. I tell her that it's my personal purse, not an item from the estate sale and I refuse to let go. The woman keeps repeating the rules of estate sales, like they are royal proclamations, louder and louder. Eventually, she's angrily yelling over me. Girl and I are still engaged in a tug of war because I'm not letting my purse get stolen. Mom gets loud enough that two employees of the estate sale company come in to see what the ruckus is. Mom keeps giving her royal proclamation that her daughter picked up the purse first and that I'm trying to steal the purse from her. One of the employees starts to politely tell me the etiquette of estate sales. I listen and then, just as politely, tell her that the purse isn't an estate sale item and is my personal purse filled with my personal items that I walked into the estate sale with and I refuse to let the girl steal it from me. The employee asks for both of us to release the purse and let her pick it up. She gets my permission to open it, takes out my wallet and looks at my driver's license. She tells the mom that the purse is mine, not for sale, and hands it to me. The mom gives a huge humph, grabs her daughter's arm, and leaves. No apology or acknowledgement that either she or her daughter were in the wrong. In retrospect, I wonder if the daughter may have had a mental disability, but if she did, it wasn't obvious from my limited interactions with her. I just couldn't believe the mom was so entitled that she didn't even bother to get the facts or investigate after I told her that the purse was mine. The estate sale people were really nice about it, and they apologized even though they did nothing wrong. I even got a 25% discount on the items I bought. Does it irk anybody else that it had to go all the way to them picking up their purse, looking through their wallet and looking at their driver's license, before they were willing to believe that this is this person's purse? I mean, I guess it's the only real way to make sure, but it's just so annoying that you had to resort to an invasive thing like rifling through their purse and looking through their wallet before anybody is willing to give you the benefit of the doubt here. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Entitled Mom Wants My House's Payment for Marrying Her Daughter. Hey Reddit, this is an ongoing show, so I'm putting this here so I can try to make sense of this. 
My wife's mother has been a malignant narcissist her entire life, to the point where she ended up not going to our wedding because she didn't want to go to the city we both live in. I even offered to drive her here and put them up in a nice house for the week of the wedding, and she decided to surprise us with a wedding that she threw on the same day as our wedding without telling us ahead of time. Anyway, after almost a year of not speaking, she and my wife are trying to have a relationship. I'm not in favor because I've seen how she treats my wife, but my wife is a grown-up and I have to support her. A little over six months ago, my parents decided to give us their house, my childhood home, and we've been remodeling it. We moved in earlier this month and my wife, with my blessing, invited her parents to stay over for a week so they could see their grandkids. We have twins, a boy and a girl named Luke and Leah, and see the city we live in. Everything went fine until breakfast this morning when, over coffee, my wife's mom, mother-in-law from now on, drops a bombshell on me. So OP. When I had my children, I wanted to have them so someone could take care of me when I get old. There's some history behind this, related to why she fought so hard against my wife and I's relationship, but that's another story for another time. I take a sip of my coffee, waiting to see where this is going. She says, so since you took her away from me, I think you should be responsible for me too. So starting tomorrow, I'm going to live in your guest room, the room they'd been using for the last week. I need you to drive us to their province so we can pick up our things. I say, I don't follow. She says, since you married my daughter, I only have one son to take care of me. It's only fair that since you took her, you now have the responsibility to care for me. My wife says, mom, I think you should pack. She replies, no, you married this slur for a mixed blood Filipino. I should at least get some benefits. My wife says, Mom, that's enough. We invited you to stay the week so you could meet your grandkids. But now I'm starting to see that this might have been a mistake. I say, Mother-in-law, I think we need to go. I'll take you back to your province, but you are not going to live here. So here's the current situation. Mother-in-law is locked in the guest room, packing. But we suspect that she's planning to squat in the room. Whenever we knock, she starts crying hysterically about how she's going to die old and alone, how my wife is a bad daughter for not supporting her mom, how I'm a bad son-in-law because, despite having money and a nice house, I'm not supporting her, etc. I'm on the phone with my cousin, he lives down the street from us, and his dad is a justice in the Supreme Court, so hopefully we can get the police to trespass her, and we're working out a response. It's awful that she's going through this and hurting, but... I think most people can agree it's for a very unhealthy reason, an unrealistic reason. You don't pop kids out because they're automatically enlisted to take care of you for the rest of their lives. And especially, you can't just cash it in before it even gets to the point of that being like a necessity. Good way to make sure it definitely never happens. Our next story is, two kids unzipped my cat's carrier and were reaching inside to pet my cat. This happened a few months ago when I took my cat to a cat show. For those who don't know much about cat shows, when they aren't being judged, they hang out in large pop-up kennels. It's normal for parents to bring their kids to the cat shows, but this cat show had so many kids running around it was insane. I've never seen so many kids at a cat show. I have nothing against bringing your children to cat shows, just please stay with them and teach them to respect the cat's personal space. So anyways, my cat was sleeping inside a little cat cave inside of his large pop-up kennel. I went to go to the bathroom, and when I came back, 
two children had unzipped the kennel and one was petting my cat. Why would anyone ever open a pet carrier and touch a random cat they don't know? I would never have done that as a child. I don't know where their mom was, but the girl was saying that my cat wanted attention and that's why she unzipped it. But he was still inside his little cat cave that was inside of the pop-up kennel. They're lucky I have a ragdoll cat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. They're extremely chill, cuddly, social, and known as the puppy of cats. Additionally, my cat volunteers with kids once a week walks on a leash, and vibes with literally everyone, but I can't describe how upset this made me. I want to add that I've never had any issues with kids at any other cat shows but this one, but another thing is that when I was taking my cat to be judged, a kid touched his tail, and I had a couple other kids try to ask to pet him as I was taking him to be judged another time. Also, I had to fuss at some kids who went to another person's pop-up cat carrier and had their hands and faces pressed against the mesh to see the cat inside, because that's probably very intimidating for the cat. I want to say again that I've never had issues with kids at other cat shows. I don't know what happened at this one, but for some reason there were so many kids. I would like to add most kids did have parents with them and were behaving well. I mean, to be fair, at some level, you probably just have to watch out for unruly kids because, unfortunately, the parenting comes up short with a lot of kids, and I imagine a lot of kids who especially maybe don't have pets at home might just be predisposed to act a little bit more surprising than you think they would when they see a pet like that, especially with animals if they don't have any at home and their parents are not the best at doing the whole parenting thing. They may have no idea of animal handling and how to be polite to animals. Doesn't excuse their behavior, but you understand it's something that you kind of just have to keep a general awareness about if kids are running loose. Our next story is, made up language made my mom think me and my sister were going to an orgy. My mother is a toxic narcissist, and me and my sister growing up weren't allowed to do anything without her and my stepdad say so and she loved to use our words against us and if she heard us trying to make plans with friends or just even go to the library to play on the computers we like to go to gaia online and play the games and chat together after 16 years of this we decided to make up our own language for us to use whenever we thought she or our stepdad was eavesdropping on us Nothing too specific, mostly noises or sounds that we mesh together from TV shows and The Sims. For example, if I wanted to borrow a video game for a forbidden event at a not-liked friend's house, I would say, Karu. We had secret names for each other too. Escuba di Vidi Fernicadas Hosen? 
and an okay reply was Ita or Shupa for no. Well, for Halloween one year, we told our parental units that we were going to go chaperone a trick-or-treater group in one of our friends' neighborhoods. What we were actually going to do was going to our friends to play Smash Bros and hand out candy. Nobody really liked our parents, so every adult collaborated the plan so we could actually have fun without fear of our parents spoiling it for everyone somehow. We were getting dressed and I couldn't find my GameCube controller, so I asked Sis in our language had she seen it, and did she know how many of our friends were coming. She said the whole gang was going to be there, and not to worry because they had a spare I could use. We go to our friend's place and I'm kicking butt playing with Zelda and Sheik combo when we suddenly hear insane pounding on the door. Our friend's mom barely opens the door before screaming for me and my sister to come out fully dressed at once and how they were terrible parents for letting this evil happen on their watch with their knowing. She stopped yelling long enough to see we were all playing a video game in the living room and blinked. What the heck are you doing? Losing at Smash now, I replied. Apparently, she and my stepdad knew about the made-up language and were trying to decode whatever we said. She thought the plans we made for Halloween was a huge orgy and that I wanted to know if she had any condoms and was told they would have spares. She left red-faced after getting scolded by the other adults and we both got grounded for embarrassing her on purpose. To this day, whenever I play Smash Bros with my friends, Whenever they ask if I want to play, they wiggle their eyebrows before laughing. Well, that's uh, definitely a mishap that can happen when you're trying to decode a language you don't quite fully understand. Honestly, in the greater scope of history, I wonder how many situations like this arose when trying to translate from another language for like a historical purpose. Trying to translate from some stone tablet and they're like, oh, they were doing what now? Our next story is... Mother-in-law trying to guilt my husband into singing in the choir. So, my in-laws have four grown kids. Two live close to them, but only one sees the parents weekly, and that would be my hubby. Five years ago, my mother-in-law, who is the choir director at her husband's church, he is a pastor, told us there would be no more Christmas cantatas. But each year since she has one, and tries to rope us in. Between stepping back a bit from my in-laws due to some abusive behavior from my father-in-law and also reevaluating our path, and just being very busy and not wanting another commitment, we all said no. Side note, his parents are standing by their other son who was arrested for criminal charges involving children. Our family is fractured due to all of this. He told her no to choir in person. She's texted him two long texts twice. One said like a week and a half ago, and the last one yesterday. Hey Paul, please, can you sing bass in our Christmas choir this year? I missed you singing with us the last four years so much. You love singing bass, and you're such a strong bass when you know the song, and the bass is so fun singing with Jim, his son Ryan and Jeff. You know a lot of the songs already, and the others are not hard, but really pretty. It's just an hour a week practice, and I really need sopranos too. Could you get Susan, our daughter, to come and sing too? I asked her, but she hasn't answered. They are the same song she sings at Epcot. Our first practice is Thursday, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. I'm making new practice CDs. Also going to see if Sunday night practice is better than Thursday night, whichever is best for everyone. And performance will be a date everyone can make. Will you do this for me? Last year the choir sang 13 songs, but this year is only 10 songs from Blue Book Noel and total time of singing is 28 minutes. I really hope you can sing with us. Makes my heart happy to see you singing. 
Love, Mom. Last night, reminder of choir practice tomorrow at 7.30pm. Come this once and if you don't enjoy it, I won't bug you anymore. Jim across the street saw Dad at Publix today and he asked Dad if you were going to sing bass with them. He said we need more basses and we do. Jeff will be there. My mother-in-law is super sugary sweet but low-key is controlling in her own way. Usually with guilt, sometimes spiritual guilt. Is her behavior normal? Not normal? How would you label it? I'm in counseling and getting emotionally healthy and to me, I feel like it's manipulative. I had a very controlling mother. His isn't blatantly controlling like mine was but it feels similar. What say you? I have four grown kids and one teen and don't use these tactics with them, ever. I just feel like when a 53 year old man says no, it's no. It's definitely a manipulative thing. It's definitely kind of a guilt trip thing. Come on, just for me, just this once, just one time, if you don't like it, I won't bother you again. You already know for sure also that if you went one time, that opens the door for more people than just her to be like, oh, come on back. But also, she would still try to beg them to come back even more. This next story is, Entitled Parent Tries to Steal From Me? Hello, I'm a 32-year-old female, and fairly small for my age. I've been mistaken for a child many times, since I'm also into the kawaii fashion. My looks are important for this story. Today, I went to the store on my own since my husband, 48-year-old male, was at work today. This is usually fine as I know most of the employees working there and the regulars at the store. Today, none of the employees I knew were working, and none of the people there were people I knew. This upset me, but I moved on with my shopping. Well, as I'm shopping, a lady that appeared to be in her mid-50s tapped me on my shoulder. When I turned around, she looked furious at me. I asked if I could help her, and she started screaming at me about my parent not being there and saying I was a horrible child for just running off from them. This, of course, drew attraction from the employees, and they asked if everything was the matter. This is when Karen immediately became sweet and said, Oh no, my daughter here just ran off without me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everything's okay, and they didn't do anything. Then a young boy, maybe 12, came around the corner and walked up to this lady holding a bag of sugar-free organic gummies. She looked ticked at him, and I assumed this was her actual child. I was at a loss for words by this point, and when she turned around to look at me again, she grabbed my wrist and pulled me towards her face saying, If your parents won't teach you a lesson, I guess I'll teach it to you myself. Then she proceeded to drag me away from my cart. Now, you might be thinking, I could have just yelled for help or started fighting. But in situations like this, I shut down. So I didn't know how to react except to start crying. She paid for the other kids' gummies and when she let go of me, I looked at the employee and asked for help. When this lady heard me, she grabbed my brand new expensive bag and snatched it off my body saying I was grounded for being a disrespectful little crap and apologized to the employees. 
She once again drug me outside even with my kicking, biting and scratching. The employees did nothing because apparently I looked like a bad kid. When we were outside, she let me go and didn't even give me my bag back still. Instead, she grabbed my phone and said she was going to call my parents. This is when my senses finally came back and I started screaming that I was being robbed and tried to explain that I was much older, but she didn't believe me. But a police officer did come around the corner to try and understand the situation. Before she could explain, I told him everything that had happened in the store. He asked the entitled mother if this was true and she didn't say anything. Instead, she took everything out of my bag and gave it to her son, claiming she knew I was 32, but her son needed my belongings more than me and proceeded to run away. Unfortunately, she tripped and the police arrested her. He made the kid give me my stuff back as he took them away. Least to say, I just stood there for a good 10 minutes trying to process the situation. This lady was absolutely crazy. I'm just wondering what their end game was. Were they trying to, like, kidnap OP? I mean, what were they doing? Forcing them out to the car to take them home? I'm just so confused on the whole thing. She went from where's your mom to you're a bad kid, you're grounded, and pushing you out the store? Our next story is my dad puts religion on top of everything and it's getting annoying. Hey, I understand that religion is really important to some. I'm not here to talk badly about religions, but the way my dad behaves makes me dislike religions. I'm 19 now, but my dad forced me to pray and follow my religion since I was 10. I prayed but stopped because I realized I'm not doing it for myself. I'm just forcing myself to pray like a chore, just to make my dad shut up. Because of religion, my dad has this annoying view of life where if your child doesn't pray or doesn't care about religion, you failed as a Muslim. I can't pass a single day without him saying that I'm an egoist or that I'm a failure because I don't want to pray for my family and for God. No matter what I achieve in life, he doesn't care and always brings the fact that I don't follow religion. A lot of the time, he used religion to yell at my mom or beat my brother. I always defend my mom because she's 49 and he shouldn't force her to do anything. It's her life, but every time I do that, He insults me and says that I'm a jerk, a failure, and if I followed religion, I would understand his values. That he should be the most important thing in my life after religion. I don't really like my dad. He's a jerk who makes us all suffer and play the victim afterwards. I started to dislike religions because I don't want to turn like him. I don't want to be a jerk with my kids. I don't want to be violent. I don't want to be totally mesmerized by religion to the point that I harm others. Sorry if what I said isn't clear, English isn't my first language, but I really need some advice. Please, I need a way to deal with his mentality because I'm a really sensitive person and what he says to me really impacts me negatively on a daily basis. Needless to say, it's greatly concerning what OP says goes on here. And I'm no expert in religion, I don't pretend to be religious myself, but if there is any kind of religion out there that advocates for literally harming your significant other or your family, and saying you're justified and that you should be obeyed, to me that sounds pretty horrendous, and I think OP's actually the one with their head screwed on straight. Our next story is, my dad's mistress offered me a job, should I take it? So I, 20 female, am a full-time student and currently seeking a part-time job. The problem is that most places that I've applied to only want full-time workers. So my dad's mistress who owns a business offered to provide me with a job where I will not have to travel for work and will make a decent amount, almost full-time pay for the same job at a different company. 
The issue is my dad's mistress and my mom hates her to the point where she sees her as a villain. I know if I work there, my mom will treat me differently because I've worked with her before and it was one of the worst times for my mental health because my mom will curse me all the time to the point where I wanted to end things. She says she ruined her family, but my dad was always a cheater and she claims to not have an issue with him having other women. However, she has an issue with this one. I have no issues with her because I was raised around the idea of her, meaning I was at her home every evening after school, she registered me for middle school, and she was always in my life from around 3 to 4. Hence, she's like a second mother to me, same for my younger sister that's 5, as she took care of my sister when my mom was off maternity leave. All this to say, it has always been a part of my life. However, my mom hates her and will hate me if I take the job. So should I take it? And she won't pay for the stuff I like. She would ask me to ask my dad. And I don't like to ask him because he's already paying my school fees. I would take a step back and look at where you are in your life and understand, will taking this part-time job genuinely help you and further you in your life? And if so, I think it's worth it and honestly, you need to put your foot down and not let your mom have that power over you. If she's going to be belligerent and cursing you out and trying to tear you down, you cut her off. You tell her that you're not putting up with that, they can respect you and the situation you're in and the choices you made, or they can choose to not be a part of your life. Our next story is smoking indoors. Who's more wrong? So something's happened, not anything huge, but still. Last night, my mom, 38-year-old female, caught my brother, 18-year-old male, turning 19 in November, smoking weed in his bedroom. When I, 16-year-old female, turning 17 soon, asked him about it, he said his psychiatrist took him off his anxiety medication and it's been messing with him. As a way to cope, he decided he'd have a little smoke on the balcony. The problem was, in order to get to the balcony, he'd have to walk past our mom. She was sitting in the living room watching a movie. My brother, feeling as if walking past her to smoke weed was too shameful, decided he'd have it indoors. Note that my mom is already aware that he smokes weed. At the time, I was playing video games in my room, but was suddenly interrupted by my mom screaming and cursing at him in the hallway. To not complicate anything further, I kept quiet and didn't ask questions. At least, until the next day. When she came home from work, I decided I was going to hear things from her perspective, which would be interesting, considering that she smokes cigarettes indoors much more frequently. When I asked her about it and reminded her of the fact that she does the same thing, she got all defensive because she is an adult, so is he, and pays rent, and that smoking in your mother's house was disrespectful. But when she smokes indoors and lets the smell stink up her room and keeps us from seeing her in the mornings because she locks us out, which we can't do because our doors don't lock, it's all excused because she pays money. I just think it's hypocritical. I mean, I'm not saying that smoking weed indoors is a good idea, but is she not disrespecting her own house and kids by smoking indoors while we're here? Does she think we like the smell of cigarettes in the morning? Couldn't she just go outside if she wanted to smoke so badly? I don't know, man. What are y'all's thoughts? Who's more of the jerk here? I'll try to answer any questions. I'm no expert here, but I would think smoking weed inside versus smoking cigarettes inside is actually even maybe a little cleaner, right? Like, doesn't smoking cigarettes leave a lot more of an actual trace, residues, stain the ceiling? I'm not sure if weed does the exact same. 
But I will say it is extremely hypocritical if she's going to smoke wherever she wants inside the house and then turn around and flip out over somebody smoking weed. Our next story is 7 year old beats up 3 year old and only one mom is mad. This happened years ago so I don't remember perfectly but a lot I do remember. Backstory, this took place at In Shape in the kids center, basically babysitting but with stricter rules. We had a lot of regulars so most of us knew all the kids. One boy, R, 3 years old, had been coming for over a year and had some behavior issues and it's not uncommon for him to bother other kids taking toys, hitting, throwing, etc. Story starts with checking in three new kids, M, 7, S, 3, and N, 1. The first day, they were delights. A bit pestery, but nothing extreme. They immediately start to misbehave when mom comes to pick them up. She says they're bad with her, but great with others, and that they're here on vacation for three weeks. These kids, according to her, have all been to gym childcare before. Not this gym, though. Fast forward the next week, M, the seven-year-old, is being pestered by R. Not unusual, and we have a discussion with R. R's mom comes in and since all is good, she decides to go in the sauna. Again, not unusual, she knows her child can be a troublemaker. N has been crying and we call her mother to come get her. Company policy is that we cannot hold babies for more than 10 minutes. I walk to the bathroom and hear crying. This is where it gets juicy. There was a big play structure. Think mini McDonald's play place in the childcare unit? This is where the crying is coming from. I investigate and see M on top of R punching him in the stomach. I go inside and break it up. R is crying like crazy and M is fuming. I walk them out, holding each by the wrist and ask M why he punched R. M said, he was trying to bite me. I internally roll my eyes and bring both boys to the front where my supervisor B and coworker are and tell them what happened. They got in contact with M's mom, it's been like 30 minutes now. She didn't want to come and told us to just make the baby a bottle. B explained that we can't do that due to company policy and she finally agreed to come, but still hadn't shown up. Since I knew where R's mom, RM, was, I go get her and walk past M's mom on the way. Convo as follows. I say R got hurt. R's mom says, what? Oh, okay, let me get my stuff. We walk out of the sauna and she asks, so what happened? I said, well, I'd heard crying and another boy was on top of R punching him in the stomach. The boy said R tried to bite him, but I only saw R getting punched. R's mom says, okay, I'll be right there. I then leave her to finish putting her shoes on and go back to the kids' center. M's mom, now entitled mother, is there listening to B explain the situation. I come in and explain what I saw. I don't remember the initial conversation I had with her, but she went to the bathroom with her kids and then came back. She said, M says R was bothering him. My supervisor says, we don't doubt that. R has a history of trouble. I add in, unfortunately, I only saw M on top of R. If something happened before, we did not know about it. M's mom says, well, is R going to get disciplined? My supervisor says, unfortunately, since we have no evidence, we cannot suspend him. Since this is M's first offense, we just need to send him home today. The mom says, and what about R? He was biting my son. Why doesn't he have to go home? Supervisor said, actually, because he got hurt, we are sending him home as well. We can keep them separated in the future, but we can't suspend R, as there's no proof he did anything to M. 
The entitled mother says, M said he didn't do anything and he wouldn't lie. My kids have gone to gyms their whole lives. They were born and raised in a gym. I say I'm sorry, miss. Like I said, I only saw the end of it. It's not that I don't believe M was provoked. I just didn't see it. In the time of this conversation, R's mom has come, asked what happened, thanked us, and left. She spent a whole two minutes before leaving and didn't even talk to Entitled Mother. The mother whose son beat up her three-year-old. It was obvious from what I saw that M had been punching R with a lot of force. I don't know how long you went, but I saw at least three or four punches as I was getting the boys. R's mom was completely calm and unfazed. She was just glad her son wasn't the troublemaker this time. She actually said that. Entitled Mother was insisting R be punished and that M did nothing wrong. M had changed what he said to me and B when he spoke to his mom. Eventually, Entitled Mother gave up and left, but not until she argued for like 20 minutes that she shouldn't have to take her kids. She would have had to take them anyway, since her baby would not stop crying and after 15 minutes, we have to call parents for pickup. After this, she didn't like me much and made a point to talk down to me. There's an epilogue to the story, but I'm a wait to add that. I mean, ignoring the Entitled Mother aside, It is concerning that this childcare situation did end up in this, where they had to stumble across these kids doing this. I mean, even if one person has to step out for a second, there should always be some kind of supervision going on, right? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.